We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Jesse, are you ready for rapid fire? I am ready. After my incredible draft that's going to be your team, I am ready to now transition into some rapid fire. Yep. All right. So college football writers Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman of The Athletic each did their own lists of the top 25 college football coaches in the country. Marcus Freeman is not on either of those lists. Fair or foul? Um, I'm going to say that that is actually pretty fair in my eyes. And I'll say that because this is, you know, this is Marcus Freeman's only, only his second, you know, season as a head coach. Um, and last year he was, uh, again, he, he, he was, he was eight and four, right? So, I mean, overall, what, what is there to say? A guy was his first year head coach. He, I don't, I don't think he was horrible last year. But I don't think that he he could have obviously done better. Um, and so, yeah, I, I you know, considering the college landscape, considering this is only his second year as a head coach and, and what the program accomplished last year, I, I think that that's totally fair for right now. I completely agree because they were they were eight and four in the regular season. They won a bowl game, so they went nine and four. But, you know, again, like it's it's not even like. okay, yeah, they lost to Ohio State. They lost to USC, but we know who they lost to. You can't lose at home to Marshall and to Stanford and be considered top 25. I mean, he is he's got things going in the right direction. Recruiting is a big part of it, you know, like so I think that's going to help him down the road, but for right now there's no way you can include him in the list of top 25. Brian Kelly, by the way, was in the top 10, I think, in both of these lists. Of course, they were both very impressed with what Brian Kelly did in his first season at LSU after that turned into a dumpster fire two years ago. Yeah. And I don't disagree with where he is (laughs) on that list either, considering, you know, what he did at Notre Dame over his last four to five seasons, you know, what he did in that first season at LSU, considering, you know, the conference that they play in and some of the teams that they beat, you know, whether you like him or not, Brian Kelly's biggest strength is he is a good coach. You know, that, if you separate everything else out of it, he is a very good coach. Um, and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. And, you know, again, just like what I said and what I like Anthony is saying, you, you just, 
He can't lose to Marshall and Stanford and be considered among the top 25. A couple years from now, he very well could be, but you got to be better than than eight and four, nine and four in your first season to be in that company. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fill in the blank. Kind of along the same lines. It's blank that for the second season in a row, Notre Dame's over under total in vegas is eight and a half wins uh for me that win that that uh that list is fitting because you know <laughs> they won eight games last season um and then coming up this season you know it's not like their schedule is it's it's it has room for potentially three losses right because what you're saying is at eight and a half are they going to get nine or are they going to be at eight uh, wins overall and you know Clemson is going to be tough USC is going to be tough Ohio State's going to be tough I mean that's three games already and last year that they proved that they couldn't take care of business outside of the big games right losing to Marshall and Stanford and so based on that that you know based on history and last season there's every indication that they could drop a game that they're not supposed to drop on top of you know those games that are already kind of 50 50 of Ohio State Clemson and USC. So I think eight and a half is a very fitting number. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to be over that. I think they're at the nine, 10 mark uh, next season. I, I think it, I personally would have set it at nine and a half, um, but Vegas knows more than me. Um, but I, I think eight and a half is fitting. See, that's like last year, I think Vince and I, and maybe you as well, we railed on the whole eight and a half. Are you kidding? You know, what, what are you, what are you seeing? What are you not see, seeing? How are you disrespecting him? Blah, blah, blah. Well, what happened? Eight and four. You know, it, it, it proved to be Vegas got it exactly right. You know, they sucked a bunch of money from Notre Dame people who, th- you know, threw down money on that, betting the over because there was no way they were going to be under. And then, with the, you know, again, they go eight and four. And again, this is regular season total. So like the ninth win in the bowl game doesn't matter. But 
here they are. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the exact thing that we were just talking about when you have the stain of losing and not just the fact that you lost to Marshall, but you lost at home to Marshall in your home opener. The very first game, Marcus Freeman coached at Notre Dame stadium and you laid a complete egg against a horrible Stanford team as well. And again, at home. And when you have that kind of stain and you also have Ohio state Clemson and USC on the schedule, it is very easy to see why they would set it at eight and a half. And quite honestly, like you said, you would set it at, at nine and a half. I, I think eight and a half is completely fair. And again, honestly, I don't know which way I would, I would wager right now. Like I feel like they have moved on from those, stumbling blocks of last year but we've got to see that now in action they're gonna have you know all these all these things that they're doing we got to see it in action still that's as i've said time and again the biggest question that marcus freeman has to answer is can you move past those kind of inexplicable losses and win the games that you're supposed to consistently and then give you a chance in the big games as well agreed Scale of one to ten. We were just talking about Olivia Miles. What's your confidence in Notre Dame's women? Notre Dame women's basketball this weekend with no Miles on the floor. Um, I would say ten out of ten, but there's always a chance. Um, and when you're obviously down one of your best players, it, it increases to that chance. But I'm I'm going to sit at a solid nine out of ten. Um, I I I have no doubt that they you know, that, that, they, that they're going to lose this first game. I think that they're, they're going to handle their business. Against you mean you Southern have no Utah. doubt they're going to win this first game. <laughs> right. I, sorry. I have no you doubt said, about that. And then I don't in reverse <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Creighton and Mississippi state, not to get ahead of everything, but, you know, we're talking about this overall, you know, first, first couple rounds here, this first weekend getting to the sweet 16. I, you know, I give them a 90% chance of making the sweet 16 Again, I, I don't think that Southern Utah is to be feared, and I don't think that Creighton and Mississippi State are to be feared. But once you start getting down into the Sweet 16, I think that that's where you're going to start to see. That's where it'll change. Or you're going to yeah. start to feel and hurt, you know, Olivia Miles and, and what she brings. Yeah. I mean, you know, like Anthony says, snake bitten with injuries late in the season, truly believed they were a Final Four team had the injuries not occurred. I think they had a, I think they had a, a legit shot at being in the final four. Now, if they were placed in this exact same reason or regional final four, you know, again, because you got to go through South Carolina, I think that they could give South Carolina a game, you know, at full strength, but faith that they could actually win that game this year right now. I mean, South Carolina is just so good and so long <laughs> and so athletic. And it's just, my goodness. They're good, but we're talking about this weekend. I'm I'm with you. I give them a nine for this weekend. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup tomorrow because you obviously are now without one of your best guards, and you like to run the floor. And Southern Utah has a couple of bigs, and they are like number eight in the nation in block shots. And Zimmerman, one of the bigs, has seventy six block shots. She's in the top ten block shots in the country this season. So like typically, you know, the way to avoid that is you run the floor more. I, I think that they're still going to try that, but 
because of the fact that you're down a guard, that also means you're going to have to play more bigs yourself. So it's it's going to be a curious, interesting matchup tomorrow to see what Notre Dame does to try to counter some of that. I feel good about tomorrow, though, still. And this is in the back of my mind still as well. Last year at the NCAA tournament in Oklahoma, UMass in the first round actually gave Notre Dame a better game than the host, Oklahoma, who is obviously a better seed, you know, what Notre Dame is seeded, um, what were they? Yeah, they were a four seed, what they're seeded right now. So Notre Dame blew the doors off Oklahoma in that second game. It was UMass that gave them a tougher game in the first round. Creighton, again, they went to the Elite Eight last year. You know, how much that plays into this year? Zero, even though they've got some players back from that team. But I feel good about them this weekend getting to the Sweet 16. Which, Jesse, with March Madness going on, fortunately we didn't lose any number one seeds today. Which number one seed do you have going out first in your bracket? Um, <clears throat> so I like I like Houston a lot, um, and I like their region. Um, I like Kansas's region, and I like uh, – what's the one that just played um, – Alabama. I like Alabama because I think that they have one of the top players in the country. Um, and I know that, you know, it, to me, that's one of the biggest assets to have when it comes down to this, to, to the to the one and done situations, because you have a guy who, yes, he might be inexperienced, but he's got all the talent in the world. And I think that that will make up for a lot of the inexperience. So I like Bama, Houston and Kansas. Um, I have Purdue going out in the Sweet 16 to Duke. Um, I don't, I, I am not a fan of Purdue to be honest with you. And there's no, it, it's just, I'm not a fan of the way they play basketball because I think that they rely on their seven foot five guy. And that's really mm -hmm. all there is to their game. Um, and he's not even a skilled seven, five guy. He just, he's seven, five <laughs> and just drops the ball over people. post. That's right. And so, and they have inexperience in their guards, young guards. And so I think if a team can figure out a way to shut down, you know, their big guy, seven foot five guy, I, I think that they'll start to panic and they don't it, you know, kind of what we saw against Penn state in that game towards the end and the big 10 championship is they felt a little bit of the pressure and they don't, they're not even comfortable with him being on the court the entire game. They will take him out literally possession by possession. If a team has, you know, good perimeter shooting, cause he can't guard the perimeter being, you know, how big um, and, and not mobile he is. So I just think if you shut down his game, they kind of become one dimensional um, and again, their, their guards are young and I don't think that their guards could shoulder the load with him, you know, potentially having a bad game. So I, I feel the, the, the worst about Purdue. Very good breakdown. I don't need to add a lot more to it. That's who I have going out first as well. I think, I think of the number one seeds, most people, you know, had the least confidence in Purdue. You said you've got him going out to Duke. I've got him going out to Duke as well. So that means Duke will probably, <laughs> you know, lose in the second round or get knocked Quit off. Quit copying me. 5-12 upset. That's right. We both got the exact same thing going. I'll just tell you this. You see, I've got my Kansas shirt on, and I would not have had this on, you know, based on the way the first half went against Howard <laughs> today. Rod Bolanis, the former Notre Dame assistant coach for Mike Bray on the Howard staff and, and helping Howard into the NCAA tournament. But it was I, I I was I was thinking, you know, again, well, everyone the, knows Kansas, you know, they have woes in the first round. They they, they, they would have been no like 
it would have not surprised me if they would have, you know, messed around and only won that game by, you know, four, five, six points, and it really be tight the entire game. Yeah. You know, with, with this being the five-year anniversary of Virginia falling to Maryland, Baltimore County, it was like, man, you know, I don't know. But I I, I was fairly confident that, that once they hit a run, they would be okay, and that's exactly what happened, you know, so things worked out all right. But, you know, you, you broke it down. I, I can't say anymore. Purdue, I think, will be the first one out. Although, I, I will say this. I do wonder, you know, I, I always like Alabama, for example. That team that, like, just came on the scene in one year. There, there have been instances like this of some other teams over the years who get, like, that one or two seed and end up getting knocked out early because they don't have that tournament experience. I know they're very talented and all that, but I, I do wonder because of their lack of, of real tournament experience, you know, could they, could they be ripe for an upset themselves? So I, I'm just, I've got that in the back of my mind. Howard has a couple talented players. They do. They, they, you know, they were, they, they showed a little bit more athleticism than I thought they would today. Kansas played Notre Dame for the college football championship. Who do you cheer for? Well, of course I'm going to cheer for one of them. <laughs> ESPN's Dan Orlovsky says he uses his shower towel at least 30 times before he washes it. How many times do you use your towel before it goes to the laundry, Jesse? You know, I... <laughs> My number is pretty on par with Dan Orlowski's. I think I wash my <laughs> towel just about once a month, and we can have a healthy debate about this. I've had this debate with, like, uh, I was. It's we funny. can have a debate. I don't know if it's a healthy <laughs> debate if you're doing it once a month. So I was at a friend's house. I was at a friend's house a few months ago, um, and I remember him and his parents were talking about this exact conversation. And he was actually the one he, he, he likes to wash his towels every day. Like he's got like seven towels one day per week and he washes them after one use. And his parents actually were the ones who rarely wash theirs. Um, but I, my logic is you go into the shower, you wash off with soap, you get clean, you rinse it all off. So theoretically you should be coming out of the shower clean. You're just basically drying that clean water off of you. So I have no issue with, you know, not washing the towel as regularly. Um, I, I kind of just look for an odor, to be honest. If my if my <laughs> towel starts to get a little, you know, stenchy or starts standing up on its own, then I know it's time to wash it. But I'll go probably a good month between washing. That is, I just, I agree with what Tommy is saying. Once a week would would, would be about it for me. Like, and you know how this household operates with with your mom around here. It's I like say, your, washed... your guys' towels get washed every day. So. Yeah, well, not quite that often, but at least a couple times a week, they're going in the laundry. But like, if it was just me, it would be at least at least a week in between changing towels. It would be right around a week, a month. That's pushing it. You know, it's like <laughs> I got another towel in the closet. You know, come on. Uh, fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame's Brooks Kutze was hit by pitch four times in a game yesterday, including with the bases loaded to bring in the game-winning run. 
It's insanity that he was hit four times, and especially the one that matters the most, a walk-off hit by pitch. And if I'm the other team, I'm probably fuming, saying this guy's just standing over the plate trying to get hit. I mean, if you're getting hit four times in a game and no one else is getting a hit, I don't know. Like, I, I, I remember him. He's a tall, lanky guy. He crowds the plate. Yeah. Um, and he's got long legs and arms. And so, you know, he it's it's advantageous for him. But if I'm the other team, I'm pissed. Like, I, I'm like, this guy is leaning over. You know, he's, he's not trying to get out of the way. He's looking to get hit. And then you, you start looking at the stats. He got hit 16 times last year in 58 games. He's gotten hit 16 times already this already season. Already this year. Yeah. And it's only been 14 games. So he averages over one hit by pitch per game, which is insanity to me. But And know, he leads the nation, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I'm not hating against it. You're getting on base. The on-base percentage is going up. And, and for a team that has a, a pretty bad batting average right now, I you know, I'll take, we'll take it. I'll take I'll take base runners any any way. And yep. you know, a walk-off can be a hit, it can be a, a you know a swinging third strike, it could be a hit by pitch, it could be a sack fly, it could be a suicide squeeze, whatever you gotta do to get that run in. I really don't care. I just think it's crazy that he was hit four times in one game. Whatever it takes, baby. Whatever it takes. It's like I love the mentality. And the, it, you know, what's again, what's amazing, he's obviously had to have changed his approach you know, this year to have been a hit, as you said, 16 times last year in 58 games and already 16 times in just 14 games this season. But, I, I you know, I love it. I, I can remember coaching a game once. We had the bases loaded and, uh, you know, kid at the plate, two outs, and, uh, you know, the tying run is at third base with the bases loaded. And instead of maybe lingering a little bit in the batter's box. The kid jumps out of the way of the pitch and then strikes out on the next pitch. <laughs> Those kind of things infuriate me. And, you know, in, in college, you see more guys that you, they don't have a problem leaning into one. Now they've changed the rules a little bit, so you're not supposed to, and he'll get a reputation. They'll start watching him a little bit more closely. But I'm sure you remember Brett Lilly from back in the day, right? Oh, yeah, he loved that stuff. He was Brett Lilly, former Notre Dame infielder. This is from the, kind of the early 2000s. He played, I believe, I want to say like 05 to 08, maybe something like that. He played for both Maneri and Dave Schrag. Brett Lilly hit by pitch 109 times in his Notre Dame career. He was the NCAA career hit by pitch leader when he left Notre Dame in 2008. I believe that record has since fallen but brett like he had a strategy man like he knew like based on count he he would shift around in that batter's box and you know like as soon as it got to two strikes he's up in the front of the box and he's crowding the plate and all these different things and sticking that hip into it he had no problem with it i loved it <laughs> I loved yeah it I, as long as you know, as long as to me, as long as the fastballs aren't getting you on like the elbow, forearm, arm area, right. still got to find I'm the okay with, spot. That's right. I'm I'm good with sticking the hamstring out there. I'm good with taking one into the back. Um, but when we start talking, you know, like joints specifically, that's where I start to draw the line. But you can you can hit me right. on my hamstrings and thighs and back. But you know, if we start coming towards the head, elbow you know, knee, ankle area, I'll, I'll be dodging those ones.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Speaking of hit by pitch, a Japanese pitcher hit a Czech Republic hitter in the leg with a 100-mile-per-hour pitch the other day during the World Baseball Classic. And then, as apparently is Japanese custom, the Japanese pitcher apologized by giving this guy two bags of candy. There's like a bag, you know, there's a picture of these guys. He's got he's holding two sacks of candy. It's like it's Halloween or something. What kind of candy would you give if you were making, you know, a a gesture like this? You know, I, I first I just want to kind of talk about this this tradition because I think it's great because I think so many times now as soon as a guy gets hit or, you know, a ball is you know, anywhere kind of close sometimes brushes a guy back. The immediate thought is this guy is trying to hit me or this guy fight. Yeah. Yeah. There's always animosity. And so I, I just like this because I, I think it proves that, you know, no one's trying to hit anyone. And, and especially that's not know, what you told me the other day. Well, <laughs> I could see clear intent. Okay. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, in, in situations where, you know, it's competitive baseball, Guys are, you know, these pitchers are trying to work in and out, trying to get their favorable spots. I think majority of the time pitchers aren't trying to hit someone. And when they do, I do think, you know, they genuinely feel bad, especially when you're throwing 100 miles per hour. And so I like that. I, I just thought that that was cool. Um, but in, in terms of candy, I'd, I'd break it down. I'd want one sweet. I'd want one sour. And so I'd go with Reese's as my sweet. And then for my sour, I like sour worms, uh, gummy worms. I like it. So I like it. That would be my two bags of candy if I had the choice. I think I, I think you're absolutely right. Reese's. I was thinking maybe like milk duds or something like that, as well. And then you do have to have something set. You can't have like all chocolate, like you said, sweet. You got to have like some Skittles or Starburst, some Twizzlers, some you know, more something fruity like or that. sour. Yeah. Or you just go to the candy aisle and you rate it and you get like all kinds of jumbo <laughs> boxes. You're like the, the 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 movie boxes, you know, like like when you go to to the uh, the store before you go to the movie and you don't want to spend twenty dollars for a couple boxes of candy, so you get it before you go. You just go to that movie aisle and you throw it all in there. But I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's I think it's a pretty cool custom, and I guess it just shows really how different the uh, the mentality is like in Japan compared to here in the States with, with what you were talking about with the pitchers and stuff like that. Everyone assumes intent right away. And I agree more times than not, there's not intent. I'm not saying no one ever, you know, no one's ever getting thrown at because there are plenty of guys who are intentionally getting thrown at, but uh, I think it's a pretty cool little custom. 
<laughs> I have uh, per tradition now. I, I I'm I've started coming with my own questions, and I'm not I'm not giving you any warning. Would you okay. have? Would you would you have better? Okay, how do I word this? What do you what do you feel more comfortable with? Notre Dame women's making it to the Elite Eight or Kansas men's making it to the Elite Eight? Ooh, man. I would have to look. You know what? I've got both of them going. <laughs> this is a tough one because I know. on paper it should be Kansas, but, you know, they, they just do things in the tournament. It's either they are all in and go to the Final Four National Championship or they're getting, you know, outed in the Sweet 16. So I thought this was a good question considering where both teams are kind of at right now. I've got a little more confidence in Kansas just because assuming Maryland – gets to the elite eight as well. There, there are no upsets along the way, you know, again, like that game went right down to the wire when they played at Purcell back in December. Do I think Notre Dame can win that game? Absolutely. But I think that's a toss up game once you get there. So, and I think the path, not having the Kansas bracket off the top of my head, I think I've got them Fairly easily getting to the Elite Eight, and that's where, like, I think, who would it be? Like, UCLA, potentially, I think that they would match up with as the number two seed in that region to get to the Final Four. So, that's, like, that's that's where I think that it gets a little bit tougher. Yeah, so, it, they, the, the, the three in their side, um, looking at, or sorry, the four, it would be UConn. Um, so... And yeah, I've got I mean, them actually getting bumped, I think, early. Same. And I, for anyone out there, that UConn spread is crazy insane. Nine and a half points against Iona. Um, Rick Pitino wow. runs a very nice, not very nice, but he they run a full court press. Um, mm-hmm. They're very good at the half court defense. So if you want some free money, I would take UConn nine and a half spread betting. So I think that that game is going to be, or sorry, Iona nine and a half spread betting. So I think that's going to be a lot closer than that. Thanks for pointing that out. I hadn't seen that yet. I, I made another parlay today that's probably already been shot. Oh, I was so I, I threw out some parlays early on the two early games, uh, Virginia Furman and West Virginia Maryland. Uh, I parlayed Maryland and Virginia to win. That went one for two, and then I parlayed the overs in both games, and that went one for two. And surprisingly, the over that hit was the Virginia game, and I was just like, I thought that was. Kind of crazy. But, yeah, I, I missed both of my parlays so far today. But I did place this pretty cool bet. It was a boost on FanDuel. All the one seeds to win by 10 or more points. And so far I'm two for two. So hopefully these last one seeds can get it done. I wish I would have seen that. I did not see that before the tournament started today. And let me look here <laughs> and see what I've got. Of course. Of course. Let me see. <laughs> this yep. Did- just hit the settled button. Hold it. Oh. Oh. I had Charleston plus five and a half. They lost by six points. That's tough. I picked Charleston to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah. And that's well, done. Yep. So there you go. Well, I guess my other options are still out there. So maybe I'll throw Iona in something. Who knows? All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Again, I'm not sure if there's going to be a rapid fire show tomorrow. If there is, it will be without me because I'll be doing the Notre Dame women's game at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon at Purcell Pavilion. I'll see you over there. 
if you're over there. In the meantime, of course, have a happy St. Patrick's Day. I almost forgot. I was wearing my that's a, a nice hat. St. Patty's Day. I just got this new era. You know, I bought it some new era stuff a while back, and so now I get texts and emails from them all the time. And they this was a special that they came out with last week. So just got Very it. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, and we will talk to you next week on IB Nation Sports Talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.